Well, Chief Minister Michael Gunner today announced Catherine-born Yauru man and former Australian of the Year, Professor Mick Dodson, will be the Northern Territory's first ever Treaty Commissioner. He'll undergo a 18-month process to find a way forward for treaty here in the Northern Territory. To tell us more about his role, uh, we do have Professor Mick Dodson joining us on Karma Radio. Hello, and thank you for joining us, Professor Mick Dodson. Uh, thank you. It's nice to be on Karma Radio, and um, my warm greetings to, um, no doubt, your vast multitude of listeners. Mick, let's um, start off about what your aims are. I mean, I suppose, what will be your first agenda item as Treaty Commissioner here in the NT? Um, The task is governed by the terms of reference, which were negotiated between the Territory Government and the four Northern Territory Land Councils. Um, And they guide what I need to do. In the first 12 months... I need to prepare a report to the Chief Minister and a discussion paper. Now, I see that first 12 months is largely desk-bound, but I will be talking to uh, groups and organisations um, territory-wide, but not much in the way of community consultations in the first 12 months. Then the second two years, the first 18 months of that will entail the community consultations with the discussion paper as a backdrop. And I'll need to provide a report to the Chief Minister and the Chairs of the Four Land Councils at the March 2022. The report will colour the aspects of the terms of reference that I'll need to... that, that direct my inquiry. So... Really, that's essentially about reporting to the Land Council and the Chief Minister what Aboriginal Territorians are saying, not only about a treaty or treaties, but um, how we go forward with it. And that, you know, that is to be informed by community consultations and be in line with the terms of reference. So that's the process, really. And I've got to stress my job isn't to negotiate a treaty uh, or indeed to write a treaty. (laughs) My job is to report firstly about whether there ought to be a treaty Mm. or treaties. And if the answer is yes to that, what the Aboriginal people of the Northern Territory are saying about the way forward in achieving that objective. Mick, there's certainly a lot of work ahead for you and you mentioned in your answer there that I suppose the first 12 months will largely be desk-bound um, and in incorporating a lot of um, work in that. There's a lot of work done in the space already and what we need to do is look at that. Uh, it'll be sort of semi-formal academic exercise where we look at what's happening, not just other parts of Australia but the other parts of the world, particularly the common jurisdictions like Aotearoa um, and New Zealand. United States of America and um, Canada, and also look at what what's happening with the Sami people in the Scandinavian countries and parts of Russia. I mean, a lot of those things can inform the way in which we might 
approach things here in the Northern Territory. So we need to set the scene, if you like, so people can say, well, oh, we agree with that or we don't agree with that or we're gonna, we want this adjusted or we want that rejigged, you know, so that we come up with some sort of end product that is an acceptable way to for Aboriginal people in the Northern Territory and the government to go forward. Uh, we, we've seen Victoria take on a process towards treaty and it has been at times difficult. Some people may say that there are certain ways that things need to be done. In your opinion, will be will this process that you be undertaking uh, be difficult here in the Northern Territory? Oh, I think it has challenges, but I think I'm up to those. But, hmm. you know, uh, at the end of the day, my opinion doesn't matter. It's the opinion of Aboriginal Territorians that matter. And that's what I've got to report on, what they think about it. They, I can give some guidance to the sorts of things that might interest them, particularly you know, the, the new treaty-making processes in Canada and British Columbia in particular. Uh, what's happening there might give them some ideas, well, let's try that. Or adjust what they're doing there and try it here in the Northern Territory. I don't know. It's, in the end, it's uh, what they say is I've got to report on. You've mentioned that there are challenges and there there will be steps that will be hard to overcome. Could you maybe specify what those challenges will possibly be? Well, you know, the, one of the challenges is, is getting to sufficient people. <laughs> the Northern Territory has over 180 population centres of 50 people or more, up to 200 people. <laughs> There's no way this commission, unless we were... We had millions of dollars, which we don't have, could cover all 180 communities. So what the challenge is there is how do we maximise um, the opportunity for the Aboriginal Territorians to have their views put forward and heard and, and recorded and reported on. The vastness of the Northern Territory uh, and the remoteness of um, some of these population centres present a real challenge <laughs> Logistically, economically, philosophically even. But, you know, I, I hope that we, as a commission, can maximise the opportunity for people to be heard. And I think there's, you know, there's challenges about the constitutional legal arrangements between the Territory and the Commonwealth. There could certainly be a possibility of the federal Australian government overriding legislation do you see involvement of them being in this process or there possibly can be issues in regards to how jurisdiction... Well, in the end, that's a matter for the Northern Territory Government, but I have I have discussed this issue with the Constitution and legal challenges. I've discussed that with the Chief Minister. He's undertaking to talk to the... Well, to write to the Federal Government and the Leader of the Opposition about it, about what they're doing here. Um... You know, down the track, I'll need to get some legal advice about um, the clear power and, and capacity of the federal government to knock over whatever the territory puts in place. Um, I don't know how we safeguard against that, but talking to the Commonwealth might help. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but one of your responsibilities in this role is to develop a framework for future t- treaty negotiations. And you've spoken a little bit about 
you know, some of the frameworks that are already out there. Uh, with so many groups to represent in this process, how confident are you in making such a framework suitable for all groups? It'll be informed uh, by the consultations. But in terms of reference also, uh, don't call for a single treaty. If people want a single treaty, so be it. But it leaves the door wide open for multiple treaties. So it can be tailor-made to the, to the needs of any group. Uh, you know, people from the desert will have a different view about water, for example, than people from the coastline. They'll have a different view about land use uh, in the top end as compared to, uh, you know, central Australia. The terms of reference have got sufficient flexibility built into them that allow for different groups to have their particular circumstances, their particular peculiarities, if you like, taken into account. It won't, you know, necessarily in that case can't be a one-size-fits-all, but it may be, and I'm not, I'm not putting this forward as a, um, as a position of any sort, but one suggestion may be that we have a territory-wide framework treaty, uh, and then underneath that, First Nations groups, clan groups, whatever, however people want to organise themselves socially and culturally and linguistically, can fit into that framework and say, well, look, this is what we need. We, we need to deal with sea rights. <laughs> Whereas someone from Central South might say, no, 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 we need to deal with how we're going to get rid of feral pest or some other thing. So hopefully, or the challenge, one of the challenges to um, present after consultation to people a model that that can uh, be tweaked and adapted and amended and, and framed and moulded to um, local needs, local aspirations. With that, Mick, thank you very much for talking to us here on Karma Radio. It's really appreciated. Yes, it's um, been a pleasure and thank you and a big shout-out to all the countrymen in Central Australia. Thank you for listening to me.